Welcome back to the Long Distance Work Life, where we help you lead, work, and thrive in remote and hybrid teams. I'm Marissa Eikenberry, a fellow remote worker, and joining me is my co-host and remote work expert, Wayne Tremel. Hi, Wayne. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am uh, fine and ready to submit to our robot overlords. <laughs> so today, listeners, we're actually going to be talking about AI, which is not a new topic for this show, but it is a new topic for me and Wayne together. And specifically, we're talking about some of Zoom's new AI features that they've talked about recently. So uh, I have a link to TechCrunch article about this in our show notes, so you can take a look at it. But one of the things that they've talked about is that Zoom is updating and rebranding several of its AI-powered features, including the generative AI assistant formerly known as Zoom IQ. So it sounds like now it's going to be called the AI Companion, and there's lots of different ways that it's going to do stuff. So before we get into the specific things that Zoom AI is about to do, I wanted to talk about this idea of like AI in web platforms and web meeting platforms anyway. Like this might be new for Zoom, but this isn't new for web meeting platforms, right? It's been coming along for a while. Um, One of the very first things, it, it, it probably had been in the background for a while, right? When you do this Zoom or WebEx or whatever automatically does this to compensate. That's been running in the background Mm -hmm. for a while. Uh, One of the first things that kind of caught my eye a couple of years ago is when WebEx was suddenly able to hold a live meeting, but caption it simultaneously in three different languages. Which is so wild. It's insane that that is a thing, right? That I can be talking to you and in the bottom, somebody can follow along in German or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that is extremely cool. The challenge, I made the joke earlier about my robot overlords. The, The problem when we talk about AI, and this is true, and I know that a lot of people listening to this are already sick of the AI conversation because it's all anybody's talking about, like, at all. But the way that I look at it is that artificial intelligence is a neutral thing. It just kind of says, this is happening. This is something that you can do. It's up to us whether or not we do it. And the part that freaked me out when I saw the article and why I sent the article to you was it will give you real-time feedback on your presentation skills and communication style. Yes, that was the part that kind of caught my eye as well. Now, as somebody who has spent almost 30 years teaching presentation skills, I know that the first thing that happens when you say to somebody, you know, you say, um, a lot is immediately they say, um, more often. Right. Well, and I know that if it were me, it would be like, Slow down. I already know. (laughs) I'm doing my best. (laughs) You should not say um, and you should slow down. So the feedback that you are getting is accurate. In the long run, it's probably helpful. But as I'm running the meeting and up pops a little message that says, make eye contact with the camera. Right. It is going to throw me off. And, And the good news is that these things... As near as we can tell. Now, I have investigated this a little bit. The keyword there is very little bit. These tools need to be turned on. It's not like you're going to start, open up WebEx, and suddenly it's yelling at you for 
Well, on that note, according to TechCrunch and Zoom's website, Mm -hmm. this has already been added. Well, the the AI companion that you're talking about, real-time feedback, that's going to come in the spring. So at the time that we're recording this, this is September of 2023. So you're not even going to see this until spring of 2024 anyway. But some of these other AI features that we're going to talk about are already turned on if you have a paid account. It sounds like it's an opt-out, not an opt-in. Okay, good to know. Uh, so time to investigate. <laughs> Go into your account <laughs> right? and see what the heck has been turned on. And this has been going on for a while. It's like I have been following web presentation platforms for 20 years and the cycle time for new features has just gotten shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And every time you open up your platform, there's something new or some button has been moved and it's not where it was before. Yeah. And so-and-so has this feature now. So obviously this one has to catch up and yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of that. The thing that we need to remember is every once in a while, stop and find out what's new. And the reason that that matters is they're putting in all these new features and all of this cool stuff. And at the end of the day, it's the same problem. 80% of people use 20% of the features. So you can have all of these cool problems, but you don't know whether they are cool features or evil features or whatever they are until you actually know they're there and try them. Yeah. And thankfully, some of these platforms will do notifications and stuff to tell you. I know Slack does that for us. It'll tell us that there's new features and then I go look them up. Um, But for those people who are using platforms that don't do that, you know, periodically look. Yeah. And and it does matter. I mean, the whole point of using these tools, I know that most of us do the bare minimum because we're getting our job done and we're not techies and we don't enjoy playing and poking around and seeing what they do. But we have to remember the purpose of these tools, all appearances to the contrary, (laughs) the purposes of these tools are to make us better. They invented these things so that we could do something better, faster, smarter than we did it before. Yeah. If you blithely ignore that, A, you're doing your job as slowly and badly and inefficiently as you always have, uh, and not taking advantage of the opportunity to improve. Uh, But everybody else is. Right. I know that there's been a huge conversation about AI in general, and you have some people that are just like, "Mm, that's stupid. I'm going to ignore it. I'm not going to pay attention to AI at all. And like, I'm not saying that you need to figure out AI in every piece of your job. Like, no, like absolutely not. But people who are completely ignoring AI are going to be behind the people who have figured out how to make it work in their job or figured out how to utilize it in their business and doing things faster, better, smarter than those that aren't touching it at all. Yeah, and it's it's a it's an issue because there are things AI is behavior neutral. It is neither good nor bad. It is just a thing. That's what I have to keep telling myself. Yeah. Yeah. It is only as good as whatever you put in it. <laughs> right. Uh for example, and I can't remember if I've told this story before. When Kevin insisted that I get a chat GPT account and start playing with it. First thing I did was I said, give me a bio of author Wayne Termel. And I did, did this for you too. <laughs> it gave me two paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. 
uh, well-written, concise. It also gave me a degree I do not possess and credited me with a book I did not write. That happened to me when I put in my own name just to be like, what is it? Tell Because I'm so intertwined with you with this podcast, it had your credentials as mine, which I was like, that's very flattering. And... Hey, listen, bask in the bask in the radiated glow. You know, <laughs> you are welcome to whatever humble bits of glory I can share with you. Um, but here's the thing. It took me 30 seconds to fix the problem. And suddenly I had a really good. Mm-hmm. But that I, by the way, have copied and pasted and used. Right. I use AI to help out with podcast features sometimes, finding things like timestamps of our main points and things like that. Like there are good reasons to use AI. So let's get specific to what some of the things that, because this is not an AI, God knows I am not qualified to have the, you know, do we need to worship our robots overlord, overlords (laughs) discussion. But it's, there's some stuff here that we need to think about. Right. So, I mean, like we talked about already, you know, that the AI companion is going to be able to give real-time feedback on how fast and how often you're talking versus listening. So you can adjust in the moment. Um, That's a quote straight from the Zoom blog. But some of the other things that I think are kind of interesting. Right now, the AI is saying, Marissa, breathe. I know. (laughs) Which, okay, actually, before we get onto that, like, all I can think, too, is some of these features, and we'll talk about more of them here in a minute, to me it feels like it's adding an extra distraction when we're already having an issue keeping people's attention and engagement in meetings. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yes, and. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely, like I said, as a presentation skills coach, the minute I say, look at your audience, people's brains freak out. Yeah. <laughs> because they have to consciously do something that they have been doing unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And the minute you do that, it's uncomfortable and weird. So that feedback in real time, if I'm expecting it, if I've said, hey, you know, let me know if I'm speaking too quickly, and it says you're speaking too quickly, that's valuable feedback to me. I'm expecting it. I'm looking for it. I am using that to achieve a goal. This is now useful information. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Right. So it's also really good where I expect this is going to be super helpful is forensically. Okay. And I don't mean cutting open bodies. I mean, after the meeting, you can ask it to analyze your presentation. You can ask it to analyze your meeting. Who spoke the most on the meeting and how much did they contribute? And we find out that Bob is just monopolizing the meeting and we have the evidence. Yeah, now it's no longer our word against Bob's. <laughs> so I can see where, and this caveat goes with everything involving AI. If you're conscious of what you are going to use the information for, mm-hmm. and you are ethical about how you use that information, it will be incredibly helpful. Uh, it's like the simultaneous translation stuff. How can that not be a beautiful thing. Uh, We have automatic transcription Mm -hmm. that is happening. Uh, AI can take, and they've had the app for a while where AI can take notes, Mm -hmm. which 
basically what it does is somebody talks for a period of time and then they summarize it. Right. So <clears throat> if I'm speaking on the meeting, there's going to be a big chunk of information there. But and then Marissa asked this. Right. That's useful. That's really helpful information. Um, so, you know, this stuff is, like I say, you have to understand why they're giving you the, what are you supposed to do with the information? Mm -hmm. Because it is easy to just get completely overloaded by all of the feedback that you're getting. Right. I mean, one thing is as a human being, if I'm giving you feedback on your presentation skills, let's stick there. Yeah. If I said everything that you were doing wrong. Yes. Or that you could do better, your eyes would roll up in the back of your head and your head would explode and you would hate me forever. <laughs> right? I pick my shots. If somebody is an experienced presenter, mm -hmm. I will give them very specific, concrete, perhaps picky advice. Right. Because they're already working at a certain competence level and they want to get better and improve. But they're going to improve incrementally. If yeah. somebody is just awful, if somebody can barely put two words together, and there are people like that, and I've worked with them my entire career, if I can just get them to breathe and look at the camera, that's the win. Right. Yeah. I'm going to coach them differently and give them different feedback than somebody who is super competent and trying to. Yeah. Get to the next level. Get to the next level. I can make that decision. <laughs> right. The AI cannot. <laughs> right. That AI cannot, or at least doesn't yet. Yeah. So if, you know, Bob gets feedback from the AI and it says, yeah, you could slow down a little. And then Mary gets feedback from the AI that says page 105 and gives you Mary might a cry. list of stuff. You're going to destroy Mary. And that yeah. is not the intent. Right. Well, and so, I mean, I know that we've talked a lot about what it will be like for presentation skills, but one of the other things that it also talks about is real-time feedback on people's presence in meetings. Now, to me, I take that as, you know, they're going to, Zoom is going to tell, you know, my boss, whomever is running the meeting, if I look over at my screen next to me. But what the AI doesn't know is I'm looking over at my screen and I'm typing something because, you know, Kevin just asked a question and I'm going to find out what the answer is without interrupting the meeting. But the yeah, AI doesn't know is, that. This is a supercharged version of something that the original web platform tools used and kind of got away from because they got used for evil more than good. Um, early days, WebEx and the stuff that Microsoft started with and all the dozens of tools that no longer exist, they had a thing, they still have it called the attention meter, mm -hmm. where uh, you can tell whether the screen that somebody has open is your meeting or if they've minimized it or opened another screen in front of it. Right. And as with all things that got horribly abused, um, people would say, don't you dare open a screen when I'm talking to you or, you know, darn it, Marissa, come back. 
<laughs> right. You know, I can see that you're not paying attention. Well, that's evil and stupid and largely untrue. Mm-hmm. So why are you using the tools? Now, when I get that feedback that maybe people are, eh, maybe it's time for a break. Yeah. Maybe I should give them a compelling reason to actually pay attention. There's a wacky notion. I look at that as feedback for me as the presenter as much as anything else. And I can see that being a really good reason to use that kind of software, for sure. And and so, again, to say we're going to give you feedback doesn't tell me what I'm supposed to do with it. Yeah. I know that we're, you know, still very much in early days. They just announced this very recently, but I'm I'm going to be very interested to see that piece of things when it comes out in the spring. But one of the other things that I think is already enabled now is um, during a meeting, you're going to be able to ask the AI companion to help you research critical information, help fill out support tickets. So that way, to your point, we don't have to open up another window. We can be more engaged in the meeting, which is fair. But the other thing that I find fascinating with this AI companion is that if you're late to a meeting, you can ask the AI companion questions about what you've missed. And again, this gets back to the trend. You know, this is transcription on steroids, right? Right. I mean, how many times have you gotten to a meeting late and you've turned to the person next to you and go, what did I miss? And they say this, this, and this. And now you're caught up. Yeah. Yeah, or right. you you That's heard something, helpful, but you didn't thing. pay attention for a second. And you got to figure out what they just said. I don't have Marissa sitting next to me that I can lean over and whisper, right? I've got whatever yeah. horrible Anglo-Saxon name they're going to give the AI. <laughs> All well, of her. Currently, it's just AI companions, so it may not have a name. <laughs> oh, we're humans. We will name them. <laughs> you know we will. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So I do find that part really fascinating and just this idea that like you can ask questions during the meeting without necessarily interrupting the meeting to ask a question. So that could be very helpful and very fascinating. Um, And the other thing is that when the meeting is over, it will actually, like we've already talked about, you know, it's summarizing as we're going. So it'll provide a summary after the meeting. It will also do what they're calling smart clips. And so little pieces of the meeting about different subjects that you don't have to rewatch the entire meeting. You can just get that section about that particular topic. Um, I know that sometimes AI is not always great about clipping. Um, so I'll kind of be interested to see how it clips things because it tends to cut off things that should have been in a section. But we'll we also see. know that a good percentage of the people listening to us right now came to us because AI took some clips of That's previous true. shows and they said, oh, that sounds really interesting. So we already know that this happens. Mm-hmm. But it's also, uh, and, and we're out of time for the other stuff, but I just, let me wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, it, it's also, one of the things that happens right now is if somebody can't make the meeting, Kevin records the meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of things. First of all, a lot of organizations, their IT department won't let them do that because of bandwidth Uh, and network problems, right? And we don't want people recording stuff that shouldn't be recorded and all kinds of things. So that's not going to work. But even if they do record it, 
you really want to sit through an hour in the first 20 minutes as status reports and stuff you don't care about to find the piece of the meeting that you actually do want to hear, mm-hmm. AI can help you do that. And yeah. it can actually say, you know what, we're not going to include the status reports. Let's get right to the discussion on X. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And that's an actual productivity tool. Yeah, they could actually be really helpful. I know it'll also add like action items and here's who to email and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I, it's going to be very interesting to see how this continues to play out. And so, listeners, if any of you have access to some of these tools and are testing these out, let us know because I, I, I want to see how these work. <laughs> well, and I promise that I will be doing some more research on this. The important thing is that we are they're not going to be making fewer tools. Right. <laughs> there will always be a new tool. To happen. And every idea, no matter how harebrained, started with somebody trying to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Whether it does it effectively or not is an open question. But these things were created for a reason. And so they are worth investigating. And we need to adapt, adopt the things that make sense to adopt. We need to figure out what we want our machine overlords to help us with yes. and what we don't need. And we need to maintain our critical faculties to not take everything that comes at us as gospel. Absolutely. AI gets things wrong all the time. Well, it, it's not even that AI gets things wrong. It can't create context. It can't tailor information to individual humans. It can't tell the difference between a joke and a statement, which, if it's analyzing me, is going to cause problems. Yes. So uh, there will be much more about this. Thank you for joining us. Marissa, bring us home. Thank you, Wayne, so much for talking to us about this. I have no doubt that this will be one of many AI conversations as we go. And like I said, any of you listeners that have questions about this, topics that you want us to cover in this, please let us know. And thank you for listening to the Long Distance Work Life. For show notes, transcripts, and other resources, make sure to visit longdistanceworklife.com. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, be sure to like and review. This helps us know what you love about our show. Feel free to contact us via email or LinkedIn with the links in our show notes. Let us know that you listened to this episode or even suggest a topic for Wayne and I to tackle in a future episode. We'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about remote teams, order Wayne and Kevin Eikenberry's new book, The Long Distance Team. You can learn more about the book at longdistanceteambook.com. Thanks for joining us. And as Wayne likes to say, don't let the weasels get you down. <laughs>